0: YouTube.com slash That's YouTube.com slash M-A-Y-H-E-W-M-A-Y-H-E-M.
1: welcome to another episode of 30 Minutes of Mayhem. I am your host, my name is Michael Mayhew, and I am here
2: with my co-hosts. Hey everybody, it's James, and with us, the man who uh, is a cannibal and uh, eats ass, as well as uh, other things. What's up
3: everybody, it's me, Greg.
2: 30 Minutes of Mayhem is available on YouTube, iTunes, Android, Stitcher, and Spreaker. All you have to do is search Mayhew Mayhem, that's M-A-Y-H-E-W-M-A-Y-H-E-M, and make sure to rate us five stars.
3: Also, you can help us afford to continue doing the show by donating to 30 Minutes of Mayhem via PayPal. Just use the email address in the description, 30minutesofmayhem at gmail.com.
1: As I said, welcome to 30 Minutes of Mayhem, the podcast your mother can be ashamed of. And tell me, Greg, why is this the podcast can be ashamed of?
3: Drunken stupidity.
1: That is exactly correct. Everyone sounds like fucking either sick, tired, or partially dead. This episode is going to be a little bit different than what we normally do. The biggest fault, I guess you could say, or the biggest uh, negative part of the the show is that uh, it's only 30 minutes long. Some is too long. Uh, some may view that is too short, and some may view that is just right. Well, the problem we have sometimes is some of the sessions are so good and so long, you know, like a dick, except for not mine. So (laughs) what what we encounter is when we have these good, long, hard sessions is that there's some audio that doesn't quite make it into the episode, which it should be in the episode because it's good stuff, but it doesn't make it into the episode because of the time limit that we have of 30 minutes. These leftover clips are really good, I don't throw them away, and we wanted to bring you an episode, this particular episode. These clips from previous sessions that uh, didn't make it into the episodes, but were good enough to where you should hear them. So that's what this is going to be about tonight. Never heard before clips from previous episodes. And this first clip here is from episode 72 we had cory on as a guest again everyone tends to uh, love Corey because he comes on and tells some really great stories and everyone tends to enjoy his stories sometimes because of that it goes over in the sessions a little bit longer than what we need. This particular clip is from one of those stories about Corey, but to get to that, we've had Corey on quite a few times. What do you guys think about when we have Corey on?
3: I always like it when Corey's on, because he tells some really hilarious stories that always have me in stitches the whole time.
1: Since you know like part of the group, and James, you can speak to this, because I, I mean, you pretty much know the entire group, that most of these stories um, involve... But because you know part of the group, Greg, but you don't know the entire group and you hear these stories, do you feel like you kind of live vicariously inside of our group through the stories that he tells?
3: Yeah, I feel like I get to know some of the people that you knew, Florida, like a little better. Like, I mean, I got to work with a couple of them back in the day, but I never really like knew them, knew them. And there are also a couple of people from uh florida that i never got to work with at all so like i mean hearing these stories it kind of gives me a better sense of like these people who like i've heard of or i've talked with and that but i've never like really got to meet them
1: now james you actually know most of the people that are that are in the stories so do you feel like it makes it a lot funnier for you because you actually know the people so you can see the situations that he's telling you play out or what
2: yeah, I, uh, I feel like uh, it's, it's a funnier experience for me because uh, I actually know them. So I can kind of like picture it in my head, it, everything going down, and it's just hysterical.
1: So from episode 72, a little bit of leftover audio, is Corey talks about how we ditched him at the stage at a strip club. So you can go ahead and check that out right now. Last time Corey was on, he, he broke, uh, uh, briefly spoke about a strip club. So we were in this strip club that he was talking about. We're all of us are up at the stage, like a J-shaped. Uh, you couldn't get on all sides, but it was like J-shaped, so you could sit along that. So we're all up at the stage and everything, and these couple hot girls and stuff. They dance, whatever. Then we see who's coming up next, and the chick that's coming up next is bigger and looks like James was just there and beat her ass before she got on the stage. <laughs> I was like, oh, fuck, no, I'm not wasting my money on this shit. So we kind of slink off to our tables, which are about 20 feet or so away from the stage. We all kind of just creep backwards, like "Eh," trying to sneak out the door after you've seen something you shouldn't have seen. You know, you're just trying to back out the door slowly. So we're all doing this, and every single one of us, except for Corey, has got away from the stage. So Corey is up here watching this bitch dance. He goes to turn to speak to one of us, and we're all gone.
4: <laughs> yeah. So he no turns happened.
1: around, looks at us, and we're all just sitting at the tables. And he is the only motherfucker with this nasty bitch dancing. How do you do? You remember this, Corey?
4: Yes, I do. Because <laughs> I was about to like turn to one of somebody beside me and be like, "Dude, look at this shit. This is horrible." Like that was my thought process as I'm getting ready to turn over, turn, and like there's nobody around me. I'm like, "What the fuck?" Oh, I turn him back around. And y'all are all just, like, giggling and laughing because I'm the only one there. At that point, I'm like, oh, you sons of bitches, you left me. And me being a nice person, I didn't want to hurt this human being <laughs> by just, like, straight up getting up and just walking the fuck off, the, you know, away from her. I felt it was, like, I guess my duty to, like, at least tip her a dollar. So I stayed up there for, like, half a song, and I'm just, the whole time I'm just like, oh, God, just stop. So finally, I, like, you know, I, slide the, I just, like, Throw the dollar on the stage. Like, I didn't even want her to come close enough to like or she wanted me to put her or between her tits. And I'm like, nah, here you go. <laughs> then I get back at the table, I'm like, y'all are assholes. <laughs> <laughs>
1: oh, it was, it was fucking
4: hilarious. There was another time that we all went. There was a girl I had been eyeballing all night, and there was a girl that Ryan had been eyeballing all night. Well, they came up to us, and I said, hey, we're offering a two-for-one table dance. Anybody interested? And Ryan is sitting next to me, like, just tapping me. Dude dude let me borrow 20 bucks i'm like i'm like i stood up reached, this is mine and he's just like oh you asshole and i'm like you couldn't have beaten the grin off my face with a two by four you know <laughs> And just loving every minute of this thing, and I just only thing I can hear is Ryan in the background going, "Oh god damn,
1: oh god damn." <laughs> Corey's getting two for one table dance. Ryan's practically sitting on top on top of him, going, "Oh god damn." Oh, god damn. <laughs> He's just watching it happen right in front of him. He's just like, "Oh, oh god damn," because yeah, he was, I think he was. He was probably pulling a fucking Greg and jizzing in his pants. So. <laughs>
2: Although Corey wasn't in this clip, I think he would have liked it a lot, because uh, we talked about enjoying twins, and uh, he probably would have uh, wanted to throw a few dollars their way as well. It would have been hilarious. I just want to know what he would have had to say about
1: Now, in this episode, well, episode 59, Corey was on the episode, but he had to leave early. If you listen to the episode, uh, we do tell why. You do hear in the episode part uh, part of this topic of Conjoined Twins. We talk about it very briefly before the episode ends, but the conversation did not end there. We continued on, and it got way more fucked up than whatever it was in uh, episode 59. Greg, do you feel your thoughts on um, banging Conjoined Twins has uh, changed at all since we recorded this episode?
2: Nope. Would you... S- on with them, knowing the things you know
3: now about 69ing. Oh, 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 yeah. Um, I don't know. I mean, uh, it's a whole nother ballpark with uh, kindred twins. Besides, would it really be 69ing and not 669ing? <laughs>
1: I don't know. If you really, if you really think about it, though, Greg, it would be like the craziest 69 ever. Because, like, if they're on top or whatever, and you're getting at the plus or whatever, you got one of them just just slobbing your fucking knob just going to town and the other one can be down there just fucking tonguing the shit out of
3: your balls. That's true. That's true.
1: Or, you know, depending on what you're into they could be tossing your salad or one could be tonguing your balls while the other tosses your salad.
3: Yeah, I mean, the the possibilities are endless. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Alright, well, in that case, go ahead and listen to us get a lot more fucked up talking about Conjoined Twins. This is some, a leftover uh, clip from episode 59. Why the hell would we be talking about Conjoined Twins? Um, answer me this then, Greg. Since you're you're not exactly sure... About the situation, how do you feel like you would handle it if you if you were presented with the situation? Meaning that like, would you ever date one of um, conjoined twins, or would you stray away from a situation like that, or do you feel like you would have to be in a relationship with like both of them? And is that really fucking worth it? You know, honestly, if you're guaranteed to get some of that poon. that that's a that yeah. is.
3: They were attractive and. I felt a strong connection to them, then, yeah, I would definitely at least try it. I mean, I'm not particularly squeamish about that sort of thing, so, I mean, I wouldn't, like, just immediately be, like, repulsed by it. I would at least give it a shot. Now, how
1: do you approach the fornication?
3: That's where it would get dicey. Hmm. I'm not sure. I guess I would probably... I don't know, uh...
1: Do you feel like you would need consent from both of them?
3: Yeah, probably. I I think it it would probably, um...
1: So which would be more awkward than the, uh, fornication when you're dating one of them and the other one just being there along for the ride? Or, Mm. you know, kind of spectating it? Or, like, if Nick, or James for that matter, was sitting in the corner smoking a cigarette watching you plow a girl that wasn't part of a conjoined twin? Which (coughs) is... Which one? Probably would, the first one. You feel like the first one would be more awkward. Yeah,
3: because I mean, the other person watching is technically a part of the is technically part of the person who you are performing courtes um, with. Yeah, I am like I am having sex with. So I mean that that would I think be more awkward because they're attached to each other. I mean, somebody sitting on the other side of a room watching me. I mean, yeah, that. That would be a little awkward, but I don't think it would be anywhere near as awkward as this person is literally attached to the person who I'm in a relationship with. Therefore, they are pretty much the same person, but with two different separate personalities in that. That would be really weird, because, I mean, if they're on the other side of the room, it it would be easier to ignore them. You just, you know, don't look at them. You just try not to uh, acknowledge their presence. But the whole time That's you can impossible. smell his,
1: yeah the whole time though you can smell his cigarette smoke so you know he's there and you know, yeah, it's you know
3: he's no I mean like even if you what even if they weren't smoking a cigarette like I would know they were still there, but at the same time, I wouldn't have to look at them while I was doing the deed, so to speak uh but if we well, can join twin, I'm gonna have to like like they're they're there I mean there's no getting around it, there's no avoiding it
1: now well, what if the uh the one you gave did-
3: blindfolded myself, but I mean that <laughs> would be kind of that would be even more awkward.
1: Now what if the one you were dating um had this um I am not even gonna call it a fetish, but let's just say she liked to um pleasure herself while you watched. Oh jeez. Now if she's uh, if she's pleasuring herself while you watch and her conjoined sister is there with her, is that more awkward than actually fornicating with them?
3: I literally have no idea how to answer that. Like just James, how do you I literally feel? don't know how to answer this.
2: I feel like it'd be awkward altogether. I'd probably try to stray away from the situation unless, like, I I, I would like to like, probably say I've done it before, kind of. I'd probably just, I don't know. It's one of those things, like a bucket list thing, but it's not really one of those things you have to do. It's one of those things where it'd be cool if it happened, but it also it would be awkward. But I think I could probably do it. So for you, which is
1: more awkward, the, the uh, performing of the sexual intercourse while the uh, conjoined sister you know, watches and stares you dead in the eyes while you're pumping away? Or if uh, Nick or Greg were sitting right at the end of the bed smoking a cigarette watching?
2: Uh, The only thing that would be awkward in that situation if if Nick kind of, like, joined in, kind of, like, on the other twin, I guess you could say. That's the only way it'd get awkward. Now, how
1: do you you go about um, the oral situation? Like, I was saying, do you put your dick in one of their mouths and drop your balls in the other one's mouth, or what?
2: Well, if they're both down, yeah. Of course. It's a given. Okay. Switch. Flip-flop.
1: Now, uh, how, how about the um, solo, pleasuring, self-while-you-watch situation?
2: Now, that would be weird. I probably would be freaked out by that. Uh, I don't know why. Maybe because there's two heads, two arms, and one vagina. The w- that would be the weird part. Now I'd, It'd freak me out.
1: Now, what if one of them control like feels the vagina but the other one and only the vagina and the other one feels just the butthole and only the butthole and they're both down do you like do you like go back and forth and it's like having a
2: threesome or or what of course That'd, that'd be exactly what it'd be like if they're both down why not
1: so at this point um anyone that's listening has quit Oh, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And
2: also, at this
1: point, everyone that has continued to listen are like, you motherfuckers are all pieces of shit.
3: (laughs) Dude, I think if they've listened to this many episodes by now, I think they've all you know pretty much realized that. Well, it could be a random person
1: tuning in. That is true, and they might
3: have just picked an episode by random. They might have heard about the show, and they're like, I'll just start with the latest episode and then go back and listen to the other ones. And then they hear this, and they're just like, well... These people are absolute are absolute pieces of shit, so I'm never listening to anything they ever do again.
1: It could very well be, but I feel like I wouldn't be able to um, perform properly if uh, I knew that the other um, twin was, like, against it. Because, like, they shared, so she'd be like, I don't like him, he's a piece of shit, and he has a little dick. <laughs> <laughs> and her sister that's attached to her is like he has a really nice personality and he's really sweet and that makes up for the fact that he has a small pee pee. You know, they could have that argument or whatever and maybe I just bust out a ball gag and uh a blindfold and put it in the on the the one that wants no anything to do with me and I'm just like shh it'll be over <laughs> in like thirty seconds. So there's no no thing to get no. I mean, that's the biggest part. If they both feel the uh, the, um, the sensation from the vaginal orifice, if there is only one, do they both have to consent? That's the biggest thing.
3: You know, at this point in my life, the only thing I regret is not losing my virginity.
2: <laughs> too shit. It's gonna happen. I believe in you. We're, we're yeah.
3: all. Yeah, I believe in me too. But you know, I mean, there's only so much belief can do.
2: <laughs> so I should take action.
3: I guess, yeah, I mean, I don't, I, don't, I don't fucking know. Do you want
1: us to get you an escort?
3: Oh, that would be amazing. All
1: right, so all the more reason to go ahead and donate to 30 Minutes of Mayhem via PayPal by using 30 minutes of Mayhem of, at gmail.com. You could donate, and we are currently uh, collecting funds to buy Greg an escort when we make a trip out west to where we can get him an escort so that they can tongue his ass or, um, you know, for instance. <laughs> French's doo-doo pipe, whatever he wants them to do. Uh, So go ahead and donate so that we can make that happen. You know you want to. Now, I do want to be clear that there are no spoilers in this next uh, clip here. There are no spoilers for anyone um, that has just watched the show to this point in the comic. Um, You pretty much know that Negan exists, or at least you should know that he exists. There's no spoilers about anything that happens with him. I just make a comparison, as Greg put it. So there's no spoilers, so you don't really have to worry about that. But uh, from episode 71, we had Tony on, the drummer from As Dreams Fade. We had him on while we were discussing. Go ahead and uh, check out now from uh, Leftover from episode 71. Uh, We talk about The Walking Dead TV show versus The Comics.
0: When they introduce like Negan and shit, are they gonna water him down? Is he yeah. gonna be like a grade school bully too?
1: That's that's my biggest concern. Is because Negan is like, if you compare the Walking Dead universe with the uh, with reality, in reality, who is the most evil person to ever live?
0: In reality, in reality, there's
3: quite a few people who can no, I, I number about every num- like vicious one, who's ever like number Never?
1: one. Who is the most evil person to ever live in reality? Hitler. Hitler. That's what I would say. Would anybody disagree that Hitler?
0: I, I could agree with that.
1: Okay, so what Hitler is to reality, Negan is to the Walking Dead universe.
0: Essentially, yeah. Just, I mean, it, he's pretty it, fucking nuts.
1: If they cut him down, it, it would be like, okay, with Hitler, take away all the death camps, all the stuff that he did to homosexuals, Jews, uh, Masons, so on and so forth. All those people. Take that out of, out of like, let's just say that never happened ever. Not even a rumor of it had ever been spoken. And just look at everything else that Hitler did aside from that. Would he be nearly as bad?
3: No, he wouldn't be as... All. I mean, like, he would still be seen as, like, a despot, but he wouldn't be seen as, like, this horrible, like, evil, like, monster that everybody always sees him as i mean because he was it was uh, you you take away all the things that made him truly evil in everybody's eyes his horrible senseless slaughtering of innocent people because he thought it was thing to do like that is what makes him a monster you take that away he's just another run-of-the-mill crazy-ass dictator exactly and
1: if they if the walking dead waters down negan To take away what I'm going to call, like, his, like, holocaust, even though there's nothing like that, but his holocaust, if they take away his holocaust, he'll just be just a run-of-the-mill, everyone will be like, well, (laughs) what makes him worse than the governor?
0: Right, oh, no big deal, you know what I mean? I think it would ruin it for the show, too, you know?
1: Exactly. It would take
0: away that fucking, like, that fear of that character. For the yeah. people watching it that haven't read the comics yet, and to the actual characters in the fucking show.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And in the, in the comic, as you're as you're reading where uh, his stuff, you're like, goddamn, like you're <laughs> you're worried about what's gonna happen next because you know Robert Kirkman is is nuts and he'll he'll kill anybody. He doesn't give yeah. a fuck.
0: Just a whim, like, yeah, I'm gonna kill this guy today
1: yeah that, in, in his writing so like when you're watching in this and you realize how fucking evil Negan is you're like oh what the fuck and they have to <laughs> portray, they have to portray that in the show because like that area of the comic to this point is the best part and they can't fuck that up in the show
0: no i agree with, I, I agree with that 100% man to stay with
1: the zombie theme of the the ending part of this episode i guess you could say From episode 63, we have Nick on, which, if you've listened to every episode with Nick on it, you know that it can't help but get fucking ridiculous. And James, you tend to get a little bit more wild when Nick is on. Why do you you feel like that is? Because he
2: just, he he gets the motor running. he just lose my pipes, if you know what I mean. (laughs) I like uh, being around him. I like talking to him, among other things that I won't talk about, but... I really like Nick. He's a cool guy, handsome guy.
1: Do you feel like it's because uh, like he'll get so ridiculous that you feel like you need to like step up to be not not I'm not going to say on the same page but like in the same game if you will?
2: Absolutely. It uh just to keep up with the intensity of uh, his comedy and uh, just the things he's done, what he said, says, it's just it's challenging but it can be managed.
3: You know how most people know there is a fine line between what is okay to talk about and what is not okay to talk about? Nick doesn't know where that line is. In fact, (laughs) I'm not entirely sure he even is aware it exists. He just is one of those people who doesn't really give a shit about what other people think about him. And I, I... I have to say, I really respect that. I really, especially in today's world where everybody is so afraid of offending people and so uptight and so politically correct, it's extremely refreshing.
1: Now, would you say that Nick would be your man crush Monday? (laughs)
3: I don't know about that.
1: We also answered the question about the end times. What role God and Jesus play in zombie apocalypse? So a little bit leftover clip from episode 63. Let's cover some more zombie apocalypse right now.
2: What I'd probably do is like, I'm probably going (laughs) to die. Become a a zombie and uh, become a crazy mutant zombie boss. And then I'm the guy you got to beat at the end of the game.
5: So we're so going to basically
2: become the, the nemesis. <laughs> yes, I'm nemesis. Okay. I'm the zombie boss. You can't beat me. So you're going to shoot
1: up a bunch of, like, PCP and, and steroids after you get uh, contaminated?
2: Immediately afterwards. If I don't get completely of Zombies. And so, like, a, if you <laughs> get, like,
1: randomly bit by one and then you're able to kill it, but you're fucked. So you're just like, ah, oh, PCP, Steroids, ah, just massive amounts, and then your heart explodes, yes. and, and you don't even become a zombie, <laughs> because you're fucking just completely dead.
2: I become nemesis.
1: Fair enough. Go ahead, Nick.
5: I'd uh, talk to the neighbors up here, and we'd devise a coalition and hunker down.
1: Now, would you would you like try to like fence off or wall off your area?
5: It'd be nice to, but that would just require too much material. We'd have patrols. Patrols would be a little bit more manageable. And then we'd have uh, gates at the main roads.
3: See, that's why I'd like to have Nick on my team because he knows what the fuck he's doing. I, he's
5: I, playing for this shit.
1: I'm surprised your plan didn't include taking over uh, Greg at the Walmart distribution center.
5: I <laughs> I really want to do that, but I I to also live because if we're out there hunting down Greg every day, I mean, I don't I don't know. I'll just fucking carve up zombies and wear their skins so they think I'm one of their own. But my uh, god, it, I don't uh, I don't think living like that's worth hunting greg down i don't think his ass is that juicy and tender i really don't
1: so now in the zombie apocalypse nick you are already not religious and james you expressed your beliefs as well uh greg do you feel like if the zombie apocalypse takes place do you at that point believe that god doesn't exist or do you take that as a version of the um Oh, but the
3: end times. The, the rapture in, or
1: whatever. No, I yeah, mean,
3: I believe yeah. in, I believe in God and stuff. all that, but I don't think that God's a sadistic man. I don't think God's sadistic and would send a bunch of zombies down to feed on people and cause mass
5: suffering and that. If anything, I would just say, well, humanity did something fucking stupid again. <laughs> Hell, I'd have to say, like, even if we were in a scenario where it was more like the X-Men and Cyclops was born into this world, I I just be like, well, God hates us. It's either that or he doesn't exist, but more than likely he does and he just wants to kill us. So yeah. He shoots laser beams out of his eyes, guys.
1: <laughs> now like you you're the end times, alright? Like a form of the end times. Say that the zombies are created by a disease. Would you say that, well, you know, does man create this disease? Is man capable of creating this disease if, if you're a religious person or whatever? Wouldn't it be God created the disease and then turn the disease destroying humans results in the creation of zombies and then zombies result in the apocalypse where they kill other humans which then are infected by said disease that also become zombies.
3: At that point if a zombie apocalypse was happening I think the entire thing about it would be moot a moot point just the fact that they're there and the only thing that I care about is you know not getting my uh well, shoot off by a zo- yeah by a zombie I mean that's pretty much all I'll be thinking about is uh how to survive and uh the uh the undead and uh, any surviving homicidal uh maniacs uh from uh, fucking me up Either literally or metaphorically. I would just Go like on. to
5: point out, after that statement, if my uh, plan to secure the hill goes awry and all my people die and I'm still left alive, I'm totally hunting Greg down and raping his ass.
1: Now, with that, with that being said, Greg, your your point would be like uh, not die, your point. Therefore, death would be on your your mind at all times, 24/7.
5: Death Do- is his only God.
1: Yeah, do you I mean at that point you're you're close you're if you're religious you're closer than to um God than you ever have been if you're in a scenario like that. So do you like repent for your sins?
3: I guess. I mean, I don't know what else to do.
1: Or do you feel like at the at that point it's fucking pointless that, like if the world's overrun, you know, like God's going to understand if I have to kill another being like Oh
3: well, yeah, I mean, yeah, uh, I mean, even overrun, I mean, if you got to kill someone to defend yourself, I mean, you know, God completely understands that. I mean, even today, I mean, if someone breaks, it's like if someone breaks into your house and threatens you or your family and you had to kill them, then, you know, God's totally going to be understanding of that. So, I mean, it would just be the same principle, only the difference is that, uh, you know, they're coming to kill you because they uh, they want your shit.
1: Well what if they're not coming to kill you if they want your shit you're fucking starving to death and the only source of meat you can find is other living humans and you kill them for their meat so that you do not die. Is the understanding of that? <laughs>
3: I would sure fucking hope so. I mean, I can't, <laughs> I can't uh, answer for him, but uh, I would sure like to hope that if worse comes to worse and we have to resort to cannibalism, then uh, God would be uh, well, would be uh, understanding of that.
1: But what if his plan, the disease that causes the zombie apocalypse, and his overall plan is to turn humanity completely, 100%, into the walking undead? and then jesus comes down and jesus is the cure for um the disease and what he does is just lands and it's kind of like a nuke and it just wipes everybody out and then they start from square one and if that's the plan and you're killing i'm for it (laughs) so what i'm saying is satan is coming and satan this time will be raping your asshole with or without stairway to heaven being played backwards That does it for another episode of 30 Minutes of Mayhem. I have been your host, my name is Michael Mayhew, and I have been here with my co-hosts.
2: James. And Greg.
1: Don't forget to check us out on iTunes, Stitcher, Spreaker, YouTube, Android, all of those places, and donate to us on PayPal because we buy Greg an escort. These
3: guys, help me out.
1: If you really enjoy what we're doing here, don't think of it like we're a bum sitting on the side of the street with a fucking cup in it for you to put some change in it. Think of us like the guy playing the guitar on the street. You appreciate what he's doing. So think of the donation like a tip. And that's it. I hope you have enjoyed this episode and all of these clips that we provided for you later fellas